Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Monday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, fun show so far. Check out the podcast at theticketfm.com. The show is always sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Check out their current job openings at gainatrucking.com. Also, you can watch us on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. You can call or text 402-464-5685. By the way, regarding a song of the day real quick, Corey and Lincoln, our Corey, said that Friday's song, I played Guitar Town by Steve Earle. He listened to 50 times over nice. the weekend. Yeah. Good job, Corey. That's, a great, that's an incredible song. The incredible guitar. I was always drawn to that that guitar part that you, if you listen to it 50 times, you know. Steve Earle was, I mean, he's a very interesting figure in rock and roll history, or, or country music history, country music history, because he, he always sort of pushed back. Um, at the establishment, and he went through a wicked, wicked, wicked heroin problem. Oh boy, lost everything. Oh boy, I mean, he sold Didn't know that. Yeah, he sold everything except his house, and he said that's only because I couldn't put it in my car and take it to the pawn shop. I mean, he he sold everything. Dang. Um, and he's been married seven times. Um, well, I saw. I think the reason why he was on tour mm-hmm. is he just released an album back yes. in late May. Yes, so that's that's why he. Was I think out. it's the album is so you'll want to be an outlaw. I don't think so. Th- is that not what it's called? No, it's not. Maybe that was his the album before that. Whatever. Let's see. The the album is called Jerry Jeff. Oh, Jerry Jeff. Thank you. I think, yeah, I was whipping through some some Steve Earle stuff. I do think he had an album that's called that, and he has a song that's called that for sure. But anyway, Corey listened to Guitar Town fifty times. I can see why. I mean that song. Is uh, that type of song? You just want to keep listening. The to album it. you're talking about, so you want to be an outlaw, was from 2017. Okay, and that was uh, also you want to be. Yeah, that was also the first song on the album. Okay, so, thank you. So yeah, I wasn't you're about too far five off. years late there, but yeah, you were there. The right vicinity. That's here. pretty good for me. All right, let's get Not some bad. football. Uh, thank you, Corey, for that. And you could play some more Steve Earle songs. He has some I other might. ones. Um, I might do that. Try and think of another one. Well, Copperhead wrote "Everybody Knows." That's a great song. Yeah, everybody knows that song. That's been. If you song go to the song, hey, or, or if you go to the album Exodo, Corey, Corey, Guitar Town was an was a album, and th- there's another one called Exit O. And if you go to Exit O, you'll find two or three songs that you'll listen to over and over. Exit O, and I think that came out in '86 or '87. Oh, a long time ago. 
Yeah, I'm just school. saying it was a long time ago. It wasn't a shot at anybody here. <laughs> Exit. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Exit. Yeah. Nowhere Road. Yeah. That's I Ain't Ever Satisfied. Yeah. Keep going. That's all I know. That's, that's the one they have stars by. I'm okay. Pop. Sweet Little 66, number 29, Angry Young Man, San Antonio Girl, mm-hmm. The those Rain are, Came those, Down. Oh, The Rain Came Down, Corey. Check The Rain Came Down off Exit The Week of Living Dangerously. Those are good songs. I Love You Too Much, and It's All Up To You. Yeah. That's all you got. Okay, good job. All right, Frost on Friday was actually, okay, now while you were scurrying around working. I was, yes. Scurrying around working and getting out to Sioux City. After that. Frost made, yeah, Frost, Scott, Frost, fifth-year Nebraska head coach, took questions from the media and, by the way, made an opening statement. One of the silliest conversations we've ever had in Nebraska football history from Big Ten Media Days, they didn't make an opening statement. Yes, he made an opening statement. Nobody noticed because it doesn't matter. Anyway, he he did make an opening statement, took questions, and was very revealing about two things. We'll get to the we'll get, we'll talk about Casey first, and then what he said about his involvement in the offense or lack of involvement. After that, okay. Here's, I got audio from this, by the way. Do you have what he said about Casey? Yes. And Casey, the projected starter who's clearly enjoying a strong camp so far, go. I don't know if he's separated himself. He's just played well. Other guys have played well, too. Uh, he's obviously the guy with the most experience that we have. Um, I want him to keep getting better. Uh, I want all the guys to keep getting better. We got really good players around, whoever's going to be quarterback. But seeing a lot of consistency and just uh, – you can tell he's experienced because he, he does some things that uh, young quarterbacks don't do. Okay. Is that the wrong quote? Well, it's it a, was, that's, it was no, a that's okay. about him. Yeah, yeah. He had a better one. And I don't Do you have another one? I've got several about Casey, yeah. Did, did, is there one entitled does it, yeah. in the title? Does it have something about his thumb procedure, the procedure he had on his thumb? I don't see that one. This is bad. It's um, not bad. Try it. Here's Just, what I got. The difference from Casey and the other quarterbacks, the specifics on Casey that he's seen, and Casey's play since the spring. Casey's play since the spring. Okay, Boom. Scott Frost from Friday, post-practice. Here he is. Yeah, uh, you know, Casey had an off-season procedure done on his thumb. Uh, I got to tell you, he, his, his play has really risen since spring, and, and I think that had something to do with it. We got a lot of quarterbacks playing well right now, but I, I've been really pleased with what I've seen from Casey, and, and um, we'll let him keep working. And r- right now, it, it's his job to lose. Bam! There you go. His job to lose. Now, there's a lot there. Casey had an off-season procedure done on his thumb, and Frost said he thinks that's why his play has really risen because he's gripping the ball better, throwing the ball better. Uh, and it's and it's Casey's job to lose. Now now we all kind of felt that way in a way, right? At various levels. That was the expectation, but when the coach says that on August eighth, this early, yeah, you know, it's, it's not you know, over a week into camp, almost two weeks into camp now. Yeah, so he said that it's only yeah, it's only August eighth. So I think that picture must be pretty good with Casey so far. Now they scrimmaged on Saturday. And I, from what I heard in the scrimmage, he was fine. I don't know that he set the world on fire, but it wasn't a bad picture. So that's encouraging. All that's encouraging, right? Yes. It's all very encouraging with Casey. And now, 
you just got to see, you just got, you just want it to continue. They had that scrimmage and Jake, they'll have another scrimmage on Sunday, this Sunday. They will have another scrimmage on Sunday. And then, then I think on either Monday or Tuesday of next week, they start Northwestern prep. It's on us, baby. I mean, it's 19 days away from kickoff. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're leaving for Ireland in less than two weeks. They leave sun, uh, Sunday the 21st. Does that think. all sound pretty stable to you? It does to me. Well, yes. I mean, we're not sitting here talking about Frost at a press conference sort of being fidgety, not wanting to talk about Casey. That wouldn't be good, right? I think, I think it'd be weird right now in a make-it-or-break-it season if we didn't know who the quarterback was until the very week of the season. Weird is one way to put it. Alarming's another. Uncomfortable. Right? Alarming, yeah. uncomfortable, right. Right. weird. Right. So. so we're not hearing that. This, is, this, sounds, this sounds good to me. What Frost said sounds good. What I'm hearing in the background sounds good. That Casey is, you know, the off-season procedure helped him. He's gripping the ball better, throwing it downfield. You know, we were able to watch him last week for you know i watched probably 15 throws he looks like he throws the ball well i mean he doesn't you, you don't you don't walk away going ooh still looks like he's kind of it's not coming out of his hand that well no it looks fine just saying and then the other part of this you're staring at me funny um part of this part of this conversation that was inter- interesting too was i guess frost kind of said this at big 10 media day but it was a little bit more definitive about it um as far as his involvement in the offense do you have a quote on there that about whip being in control whip in control of the offense is might it what maybe that's what it's entitled i get one that says has it been a smooth transition for mark whipple try it here's uh scott frost and that from friday no it's going the way i think everybody expected it um if you run any scheme offensively or defensively, if you run it well and you have good players, you can be good. And uh, having somebody with the experience that, that these assistant coaches have and the experience Whip has in here uh, brings a lot of ideas and, and a lot of experience to the table. Um, we just got to keep working to make sure we land in a good place. Here's okay. more from Frost about how do you think the offense is coming along. Okay, try that. Here's Frost from Friday. It's going well. Um, we are whips in control. He's running it. Uh, I think it was important that the kids become familiar with all the stuff that he wants to do. Um, there's elements of it that we've done. I think we'll add wrinkles and things that we've done. But uh, trying to get overly involved every day probably wasn't the right strategy. So uh, I'll help, and I think we'll end up with a good blend. But. Uh, to this point, uh, it's been fun to watch uh, his offense kind of evolve and bloom. And uh, the assistant coaches on offense are doing a great job, too. So it, it, it's been fun to be able to sit back and, and have a, a little more of a mile-high view of it all. Okay, Jacob, you wonder what Frost, what this CEO role looks like. You wonder what his involvement in the offense looks like. That's, these are big questions that Frost answered on mm-hmm. Friday. I mean, he just laid it out, and that was really informative that, okay, what did he say at first? Whips in control. Whips in control. Whips in control. Who's calling plays? You know who's calling plays now. Whip. Whip. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. <laughs> we are at whips in control. There you go. Whips in control. Who's in control? <laughs> whips in control. All right, there, thank you, Scott. There you go. Thank you, Scott. He's, Frost goes on. He said he's running it. He's running it. And then he, Frost made sort of an acknowledgement that he went insane. He said this. But trying to get overly involved every day probably wasn't the right strategy. So there was a point in this process where Frost was, in his words, overly involved and clearly made a decision, a cognizant decision to back off. Right. There must have been a point based on his quote where he felt like he was involved. And now he says, I'll help. I'll help. And I think we'll end up with a good blend. Now, think about this in the context of when Frost was hired, a lot of the selling point with Scott Frost was he brings a cutting-edge offense and he could be a play caller eventually along the lines of Tom Osborne. Those were two of the big... And then the other thing was how well he relates with players. Okay, those were the three main selling points. Cutting-edge offense, dynamic play caller potential, and... Relates well with players, and you know he's a he's a he's a local hero, right? But now, you've taken away two of the main selling points. This is a huge evol- evolution in Frost's coaching career, because now he's sort of reinventing himself, right? Yeah. I mean, the reasons he was brought in here are now they're null and void. It's different, yeah. He's, yeah. he's had to change because what, what happened at UCF is not... In Oregon. In Oregon is not how it's going here. Not really. He said, he said we're going to blend some of those things, but what? Whips in control. Whips in control. Yeah. So it's really, it's really interesting to me from that standpoint. Frost just has to evolve. This could be really... I mean, here's the thing about it. It could be, it could be really good for Frost. Um... You know what I'm saying? This could be really good for Frost's career because he had his time as a, you know, as a play caller for a cutting-edge offense. He went 13-0 and at UCF, and now he's evolving into more of a CEO. And if he gets this right, if think about if Frost gets this right, then he's more marketable because, hey, Mr. AD or Mr. GM or Mr. Owner of an NFL, of an NFL team – I have been a play caller for a cutting-edge offense. I've worked under guys that had cutting-edge offense. I've made the transition into more of a CEO role. My back was against the wall, and I responded. Think about how, how Frost, if I'm Frost, that's what I'm thinking right now. I've had success. Now, I've had the rocky road, and my back's against the wall. But what if I come out firing and I get this right? I'm more marketable than ever because people look at that and go, wow, that guy was 15 and 29. Well, and, then how, he, and then he responded. Yeah, okay, my question is, 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 
is it sustained success year after year that he's marketable or after one season? Well, you have to sustain it. No, you have to sustain it. You're not just all of a sudden marketable. No, you have to sustain it. the last four, you know, four seasons. Well, if they win 10, you might start forgiving okay, that's it. That's right. <laughs> sure. I mean, right. <laughs> see, see, I don't expect the, that, nor, no, do, nor do you. No, I don't expect it, but you can't rule it out just like you can't rule out three. Nope. If I mean, you can't rule out three and nine, but you can't. At the same time, you can't rule out 10 and 2. You can't. That's the, that's the type of team we're looking at, I think. And more importantly, the type of schedule we're looking at. So, he says, to this point, it's been fun to watch this offense evolve and bloom. The assistant coaches are doing a great job, too. It's fun to be able to sit back and be able to have a little more of a mile-high view of it all. That's a radic- That's a big change for Frost. He's, he's not leading the offensive room. He's put it in a 65-year-old Whipple's hands. Okay? Now, onus shifts to Whipple. If things go bad on offense, this is Whipple's show, Jake. It's on you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my fault. Yeah. It's you. So, I mean, tell me that's not fascinating. Well, it's it's different, that's for sure. We haven't seen this before from Scott Frost, and I mean, there's a lot of people that are excited to see how this works because you know they've Frost has not has not uh, produced wins mm-hmm. at Nebraska in the way he has gone so far. Can Mark Whipple keep the magic of what happened last year at Pittsburgh? If they go get if they go if it goes well on offense, will Frost get enough credit, or, or is everybody just going to say, ah, this is Whipple? You know, see, those are the problems. I hope that we have. To I ask. hope we have. I, those. I hope we're talking about yeah. who God, gets the most credit. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Can nice. you imagine that as the yeah, conversation? That would be great. That'd not be great. about another just horrifying loss to a terrible team, but who gets the credit? Mm-hmm. Who are we going to bicker about getting the credit? That'd be great. Wonderful. That would be wonderful. What a great spot to be in. Yeah, yeah. that's the what. I, that's what I want to happen in November. Early who gets bicker. The credit? Yeah. Early bicker would be pretty pleasant. <laughs> if we're talking in four months from now, who we could? Who's getting the credit for the, a good season? We're in a good spot. Yes. We're in a very, very good spot. <laughs> and you finally get to travel to a bowl game for the first time since 2016. Boy, it'd be nice to go to Florida in December. Just avoid Florida bowl. Avoid the pinstripe bowl. Florida bowl. Yeah, just you imagine hearing? your first in five years being Back New York to- City. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. We're going to Detroit, baby. I'm not thinking about that. Uh, from the text line, 464-5685. Let's see. Kent says... Or maybe Trev told him to back off. <laughs> I, I doubt that. <laughs> I doubt that. I doubt that. I, d- I definitively doubt that. Go ahead. Uh, okay, this is from Husker Driver regarding Casey Thompson. Back to our original okay. yeah, topic yeah. of this hour. Mm-hmm. He says, I really hope his play has gotten better because what I saw in the spring game I was concerned with. Now, hold on. Who was that? That's Husker Driver. Husker Driver. Now hold on. You saw three. You saw basically two series. You probably want to see him take a deep shot. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to. Be, I'm just trying to speak for Husker yeah, Driver in that one. I all due respect, Husker Driver. We we love that you're with us, but how could you be concerned? He played two series. Played two series. No, I'm. I feel better and better about Casey because I know from. From talking to him, you know, I sat down with him this summer for 20 minutes. There's no doubt in my mind he's prepared. He'll be prepared. He'll be well prepared. He, he'll over prepare. And the other thing I don't doubt about him, you know, what, you know what we don't talk about enough? 
because we talk about the pressure that accompanies this season, I think Casey will handle it well. Because think about what he's been in. Battled for jobs, played in the Red River rivalry. I always emphasize the Red River rivalry because I watched it and I was amazed about how t- intense it was. Oh, it is intense. And how cool he was. How cool he was. He was up 28-7. to seven. Yeah, he loves those situations. Yeah, he likes the pressure. Yeah, he's not going to... You're not going to see him crumble. This is nothing new to him. No. For pressure. He was at Texas. Yep. He knows what it's all about. That's a good, I mean, this is good. What you're hearing is good. I didn't know that you'd hear this. I didn't, I mean, remember what I was saying in the summer. I thought Chubba might give him a run. Doesn't sound like that's going to happen. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, I think it's probably the best thing. That, that if he's in control. I want, a quarter, yeah, I want to know my guy. This early yeah. camp, I want to know. Yeah, you don't. You wouldn't want a shaky picture there. <laughs> God. Um, and I think well, Casey, I, Casey's re- going to be. T- you know what, Jake? He's twenty three. I have to look it up. I think he turns twenty four during the season. He, he might turn twenty three during the season, but anyway, he's 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 a he's in his almost his mid twenties. The only reason why, if you knew your quarterback but didn't want to say it is, is because of a transfer thing. Think about 2018 where Tristan Jebbia did not win the starting job to Martinez, and he transfers out to Oregon State. And then Martinez gets hurt the first game. They bring in Andrew Bunch. And every, we all know the rest is history. 0-6 start. You're trying to avoid that playing out again mm-hmm. is why you would not – why you would hold it back until the, the first week of the season mm-hmm. or right before the season. But you got to find a way to win games right now, and you got to have a leader in there. We have a phone call. I'm not sure who it's from. We'll take it, though. If you can hear us, you're on the early break. Who do we have here? Go ahead. True Red. How you True doing, fellas? True Red. What's going on, True my man? Red. It's been wow. a while. It's been a while. 2020 hit. Some things happened. And then uh, early last year, True Red Jr. was born. So All I right. did the father thing, you know, with the wife and stuff. And uh, um, I've seen every game, though, the last uh, two seasons. I just haven't been able to do the scheduling get as much uh, time on sports radio. Okay. Well, the floor is yours, my friend. Well, first of all, I want to get a shout-out to all of you guys for the coverage you did on Big Ten Media Days from the beginning to the end over two days. It was well put together. You guys all did an excellent job, so kudos to every single one of you guys. Wow, True Red. That's nice of you to acknowledge. Yes, I know it wasn't easy. Trust me. And then... Sip flaking on you. I mean, Sip had air travels that morning, and, you know. (laughs) Yeah, you make it happen, True Red. It's life. It happens. Yes. But um, with that being said, um, on the subject at hand, um, who gets the credit? Well, everyone should get credit for in the position that they're in. Scott Frost is there to be a head coach, and I think he has our best interests at hand and always has since he got there. And – the credit, if the offense goes well, should be given that Scott Frost did his job in making the coaching changes that he needed to make in order to give the fans the best results on the field, and which is ultimately a winning season for us, a bowl game, and eventually a march through the next few years to hopefully be in the college football playoffs, which I think this is a good first step towards getting there what do you guys think about that well i mean thanks we, true red thank you true red it's just a lot remains to be seen i don't know if i want to start thinking about that right now I, aren't you sort of in game by game mode right uh, now yeah as you should be yeah 
I'm not in that sort of mode, True Red. I understand, and I appreciate that level of optimism. Both Husker Bob and True Red have called today, and they're very optimistic sorts, and that's good. And there's a lot to be optimistic about right now, but I think because of what's played out the last few seasons, it's best just to stay game to game. <laughs> just take it game uh, to you game. You won't see me looking ahead to any. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you do that, even if they would beat Northwestern resoundingly. I don't know that I'd start looking ahead to Oklahoma. I've seen Georgia Southern push too many teams yeah. in the past. Yeah. Pushed them too, too close. This you feels game to game. Back. And that's a, fi- that's a fine place to be. It doesn't – that's that's okay. That's how it should We're be. We're not – yeah, this isn't Clemson. This isn't Alabama. This isn't Georgia. You can't look down the road. Not many teams can, by the way. When I say that about Nebraska, I mean, you're saying that about 80 or 90% of the country, right? You're saying that about 90% yeah, of the country. Yeah, exactly. Or more. Yeah. Maybe more than that. Yeah. I mean, there's just not that many teams that can live like that, True Red. So I'm just going to see how things look in Ireland and then go from there. And we hope they look good. I'm pretty optimistic about it, though. I will say that. Pretty optimistic about it. More next, an early break in the ticket.